So we're going to read from Rumi. It says, Here someone is hidden who has taken hold of me and does not let go. Here someone is hidden, softer than the soul, who led me to the garden of spirit and made me homeless. Here someone is hidden, a radiant face, as delicate and fleeting as an ethereal moment before sleep. Here someone is hidden, like sweetness and sugarcane, an invisible magician who has captured my soul. Hidden somewhere inside, my beloved and I have dissolved in each other. No beauty in the world can ever tempt me, for I see only the face of my beloved. Tired in the pain, I searched the world for help, until I found in love the cure for my pain. Here someone hidden whispered, Pass beyond your tears, and you will see the broken-hearted lovers are the lords in heaven. Here someone hidden appeared, holding love's wine, and to him I give all my vows. So we had a question. Does it seem like an air conditioner kicked on? Yes. Is it cooler? Is it right if we turn off the fans then? or? Well, I think Kerry <laughs> wants it left on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll turn these fans off for right now and see how it goes. I guess it helped putting a yeah. note under their door. <laughs> I always know when air conditioning's working because my no the tip of my nose gets cold. Like a healthy dog, right? If it gets too cold, we'll turn it up also. I just want to share, you know, it's 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 a very interesting process here even for me physically as we share in these classes like this because just as we all go inside in meditation to wake up that's all that I continue doing and I'm sure Jim is the same I'm not going to put words in his mouth right now <laughs> and it's just the same process for each of us and it's ever an unfolding story of our journey of awakening and it is the true for all of us but in this action of sharing the way we do here in ILM, there is this other action in a soul such as myself or Jim who has, in truth, awakened now to the fullness of its oneness with God. And there's a different action that occurs in that as God sends forth the soul into the world to now share, to teach, to initiate on this path of sound and light. And at the same time, there's still this physical ego process that we even live within here, even with the state of awakefulness that we, in a sense, have moved into ourselves. And that's the truth for all of us. No matter how awake we become, as we continue this journey through this physical world, there still is the physical consciousness and ego structure in which we have to work with. But it's very different in that knowing of the truth of who we are and really living that greater fullness of loving rather than, shall we call it, a half-truth, which would be a partial awakening, not awakened to the fullness of our oneness with God. And so it's important to keep in mind, really, that this is an ever-unfolding journey, and we never have to worry or wonder or kid ourselves, hey, am I awake yet or not? 
Because when we're awake, we know we're awake. When we're not, we know we're not. And then can we also state, well, I am awakening because I know more and more as I continue this action of meditation that I really am aware of the loving more than what I have been in the past. Think about it. Even if we look back a year, two, three, ten, to see the differences in our lives, to what we understand now, to what we've experienced now, maybe even in the world, or really the greater wisdom of the inner knowing as we've continued this inner journey of awakening through meditation. And that's all we have to continue doing. What is very interesting from my own experience over these last few years, especially in this process of sharing, because I'm aware that as we move into meditation, my own journey in that divine presence, how it unfolds me, and that's why I do what I can to allow the words to reflect that greater understanding of that movement of loving as I have known it in myself and continue to. So even as we go into meditation here, I do the same. I look to God. I chant the sacred names. I don't do anything different. But the difference is now that living, loving essence that comes forward now to share. And that's truly the master form or that inner teacher, that living word that draws the soul's home when it is time for the soul to come home to God, back into that greater awakening. And that's the pathway, that living word, that radiant form of the Holy Spirit that we call the spiritual teacher really is that avenue or that action that brings the soul home. Haven't you become aware, those of you that I know have been coming to classes, what that is, why you come to class, what draws you? Do you have some type of experience of that divine living, loving essence while we're here in class as you're hearing a sharing? Is it really just the words? Maybe the words inspire or assist. Or do you, or and I maybe should say, experience more that movement where you begin to get in touch with and become more aware of that living presence of spirit in yourself in ways that maybe you don't outside of this classroom. The reason being is that divine living presence that does come present here as we share in the class, that living word that does share even through this physical body is that pathway home. And so we, because we are here in the physical consciousness, need a place in the world to be able to tap into that divine presence. And so it is on every realm of consciousness. What you see here, what you experience here, is very similar, but is a reflection of what you experience on other realms. Maybe some of you have had the inner experience whether during meditation or even in the dream state, or even just in the body, in a movement of awareness as that loving comes present inside of you. And maybe you've come to discover that divine presence that you experience in the classes, the workshops, the retreats right here is the same even as you experience it on other levels. Again, whether in the dream state or during meditation or whenever it may be. 
Because it is that same living presence on every level of expression, on every level of creation, that is the pathway that we, the soul, are walking and coming into our own awakening and awareness of the divine. And it is that living word that is the teacher that is bringing us along every step of the way, literally, not figuratively, not symbolically, but directly. It is that radiant form that brings us along. And so, all we have to do is hold our attention or focus into the loving, invite it in, surrender, give up, invite God in. Lord, I'm yours. I look to you. I love you. I surrender. I give myself to you. And I allow your loving to live in me and through me, assisting me upon this journey of awakening and bringing me into the greater truth that I may know who I am. It really is a journey of awakening. No matter where we find ourselves, on this realm or any realm, it is the same divine living presence. And simply as we choose or look to that divine presence, it makes itself known to us. Sometimes, or maybe a lot of the time, it's very subtle. Maybe we don't see the inner light or hear the inner sounds. But yet if we pay attention, we will be aware of that divine presence in some way. And that's all we have to do is keep looking to that and inviting it in and keep choosing into that. Because God is always with us. God is always walking with us. And then it is simply a wonderful, simple process of now we walk with God. So choose simply. Yes, we'll have the big ahas, the big awarenesses, the big bangs, the moments of enlightenment or illumination, but most of the time it's going to be more subtle and gentle, whereas if we're not paying attention, we may miss it. You know, good meditation, bad meditation. We have good meditations for some reason more seldom than we do the bad meditations. But what's really the difference? There's the moments we have the greater knowing, the greater awareness, and those are what we call the good ones, where we really know that God is walking with us and we are walking with God, or flying, or crawling, or however the movement be, may be taking place. But it's just very interesting because it is that divine presence that we call that radiant form of the teacher, that that is all we have to look to. And that really brings us along on every realm of consciousness. And it truly is a simple pathway. And all we have to do is give our love, give our focus. And in that, it all unfolds. But the process in this physical body is one of patience, of endurance, of vigilance, of always moving forward, 
Even when we look back, keep moving forward. Even if you're walking backwards, keep moving forward. And just keep moving. Because it will all unfold. It does all unfold. But there are just ways to make it a little easier, a little softer on our journeys. When we find ourselves in struggle or peril or desperation, those are the times to really take a few moments, if not a few hours of moments, to sit down and go inside and refocus. Direct our attention back into that living, loving essence. It's always there. And isn't it funny the times where we actually do do that, where we take a moment out of our day, especially if we are stressed or busy, and do attune ourselves and look within, that all of a sudden it's there, and then when we open to it, we experience it in some way, moving in and through our consciousness, and then all is well. You ever had those moments? I'm sure you have. And maybe all it took was a minute or two to just refocus our attention. God first, God only. Is it really that simple that maybe all we've done is allowed ourselves to be distracted down and out into the world and simply by taking a moment to focus in and out to spirit that all of a sudden the peace is there, things are okay? How come it wasn't okay before and now it is okay as we're focused and experiencing spirit? Why is it okay in spirit? These are simple little indicators of how we know when we're really focused or living in the loving. Simple, subtle things that we can miss if we don't give it our attention. That's all I'm doing right now. And all the sharings is simply to look to the loving and allow that loving to unfold however it does. No matter what the words, no matter what the actions, no matter what it looks, sounds, or feels like, to simply allow it to unfold, to participate by choosing into, and continue choosing into it. And I know when I lose my focus, because of all the years of meditation, practice, 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 the more we do, the more we become aware of, the more we awaken, the more we experience, and that's the wisdom, is the experience over time. And that's how we come to know. It's wonderful because when you live in the loving, you don't need to expect anything because you come to see how life is always unfolding and that the daily miracles are always occurring. And we see how life always works out no matter how good it gets or how bad it gets, it always works out. And we have those moments where all of a sudden the miracles take place, the big shifts, the gargantuan changes in life. And we know it was spirit-driven. How do we know that? Because something inside of ourselves has opened to directly experience that greater truth. And when we know, we know. 
There's no wondering. But the nice thing is, we don't need to place expectations. All we need to do is keep refocusing into the divine. And it all unfolds. The miracles of the moment, the joy of loving, the awakening of spirit, the knowing of the divine, the wisdom of the ages, the ancient of days, seeing the face of God, knowing ourselves as one and loving, having merged back into the ocean. All these experiences and awarenesses is the journey of the soul unfolding. For each and every one of us, it's fun for me on a practical, physical level to look at the simplicity, the ordinariness for all the physical bodies in this world, and yet how we go astray when we look for the physical miracles. God, prove yourself to me. Prove yourself to me beyond a doubt so I know you exist. And sometimes that happens. But really the greatest way is to prove to yourself by looking or moving towards where God is. Because it's in that journey that we really begin to see and know that greater truth because it is not of the physical. But yet, everything that exists, everything we see has come out of spirit into this physical manifestation. Without it, none of this would exist. And that's the amazing thing. Because the more we allow ourselves to live that divine presence, as we awaken to the greater truth, the Spirit, we begin to rise above the physical, material worlds of illusion. We're literally, as we lift up in Spirit, we begin to see the forms, the shapes, the sounds, the images upon which the physical creation was created. We begin to see these dissolve. It's in that dissolution that we become more aware and awake to the fantasy that this world is. And there we are, still aware, still conscious, knowing that we have not disappeared, we have not dissolved. Only the images and the forms and the shapes and the physical material worlds have dissolved or disappeared. 
but yet we continue to exist and to live on. These are stages of awakening and the coming into the greater knowing of the divine that we are. And often as these images dissolve, we may even experience a form of death where we feel a loss, where something detaches or lets go. We may even experience a grieving type of process. This is simply letting us know that that which is of the world, of the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and body, has let go. That something that we were attached to in living and believing to be real, now we have risen above and it has dissolved and released from our consciousness. And we experience that. And we think something's wrong. We judge it. We fear it. We don't understand it. Sometimes we think we're the ones dying. Or other times we think it's somebody else dying. Something's going on. Something's dying. Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel down or depressed or sad? Because it is simply something we have been living and attached to for so long it now feels a part of ourselves but as we awaken and rise above to greater life which is beyond the illusion then that which did the illusion must die off so that we can now move free of that which where we were attached so understand or realize that that's part of this journey. These things are going to go on as the soul becomes more liberated from its attachments in this physical material creation. So the next time you experience a type of grief or loss, throw a party and celebrate. Don't get depressed and down. Throw a party. Yes! I'm feeling depressed and down. I'm feeling a loss or a grieving. What a joy because something has left me and now I, the soul, stand freer and clear of the illusion, the karmas, the attachments of the world. Because that's the truth of what's going on. It is only depressing and sad when we are focused down into the illusion. But when we turn our focus back up towards spirit, then it is a celebration. Because as we get near to the source of that greater truth of who we are, we begin to awaken to the joy of spirit and of freedom. And that is joyful. And you may even find yourself, when you turn around in spirit and you experience a loss, and you may even be crying, but as soon as you turn upwards, you might all of a sudden experience a wave of joy hit you where you find yourself laughing at the same time as you're crying. Have you had that yet? Have you experienced that before? 
Well, that's what's going on. I'm amazed at how often I'll find myself in joy and laughter when somebody's crying. It's amazing. It seems kind of strange. But maybe not so strange when you really awaken to the greater truth of what's taking place because the soul is getting free by letting go of the attachments to the world. It sounds crazy. It seems hard to understand. Except for the soul that truly is waking up. So be aware of these seemingly strange type of experiences as you walk this inner journey and how things unfold for you. That if you find yourself down and out, literally down and out, take a break, take a moment, begin to look in and up so you get the greater understanding and glean what's really going on and tap into the joy of the freedom that you're moving into. It is simply the mind, the emotion, the imagination, the body, the animal nature that goes to the grieving or loss process because it has lost something of itself. Not you, the soul. The soul has lost nothing. It has only gained greater awakening to the truth of loving. And that's what this journey is, is one of gaining the greater truth of awakening. We're simply in a process of turning away from the world of our focus of down and out and turning towards spirit in and up. And this literally takes years as we move along this journey through meditation. Yeah, we have the moments. Every time we meditate, we look up, we look up. But it's that looking up every day, moment by moment, through the years, that we finally get free of all the attachments. But we get free of them, just a step at a time, little by little. That's why it's a lifelong journey. It's just little by little. In other words, relax. There's no hurry. You don't need to push. You don't need to make any of this happen because in truth you can't make any of this happen. There's no way to make this happen. Just a few days ago I was reading a little bit of the Tao Te Ching from Lao Tzu who was a teacher of this pathway. And I like one of his statements. One of his the main teaching really is to simply be. To accept what is right in front of us. To accept what is right in front of us without trying to change it. It is through trying to change what is in front of us that sets up States of resistance within our consciousness. That's why you can't make anything happen. Because it sets up states of resistance, which causes the bondage of the soul and matter. We have to let go of these states of resistance 
so that we unshackle the bonds that have entrapped us or enslaved us in the world to simply accept, to simply be. And then as Lao Tzu says, with no effort. To work with no effort, that's a true state of beingness which is simply loving, just loving. That's the neutrality we talk about. That's the simplicity. That's the beingness. There's no effort involved. Meditation, in its greatest truth, is effortless. Yeah, I know, it feels like we've got to move the body, set up the meditation time, move into meditation. Oh, gosh, it takes so much effort to focus into the seat of the soul. That effort is only of the mind, the emotions, and the body, not the soul. Because in truth, with the soul, it is effortless. But we are simply awakening to that greater effortlessness. And that's the journey. I don't even want to say letting go of the resistance, forgiving the judgments and the fears. Yeah, that's part of what we can do, but that takes place as we simply be, be loving. And the rest unfolds. It's taken a long time for the soul to come into these physical experiences. <coughs> it takes a little bit of time for the soul now to move out of these physical experiences, to come back to that state of beingness, that effortlessness. So the next time you find yourself in meditation and you find yourself efforting, trying to make something happen, back off. Relax. Move into that state of effortlessness and just be present here at the seat of the soul. Just be present. And sing that sacred name effortlessly. You don't have to put in all this effort. Just sing the song. Don't make anything happen. Don't try to create anything. Don't try to change anything. Don't try to be anything. Just be present and sing the song of loving. And let it unfold. Just allow the space so that spirit can truly awaken within you. Because that's how it takes place. We don't get rid of the resistance. We simply stop resisting. Did you hear the difference in that? We don't get rid of resistance. We don't get rid of anything. We don't change anything. We simply stop resisting. 
We simply allow things to be. And then it all unfolds. That's why this could be so challenging. Because the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body cannot make it happen. That's why it's so challenging. Because in this world, we have to make everything happen. But to wake up the spirit, we have to not make anything happen. That's why you often hear me talk about surrender. Because in the surrender, we now are moving into the effortlessness. And now, we simply have opened up, surrendered to God, so that now, God, through that radiant form of loving, can now bring us into the greater experience of being. The only way for this journey to unfold into that greater awakening is simply to surrender and allow God to have God's way with you. And in a statement like that, it can sound scary when we don't know what that's going to be. It can kick up all kinds of fear. Am I going to get hurt? What's going to happen to me? And that's the risk that is inherent in becoming vulnerable. But in that vulnerability, when we give God the chance to have God's way with us, is where we really now experience that greater truth and the blessings as God unfolds us. <coughs> Even in our physical lives, but it all begins within. <coughs> 